All right, guys. Three bucks. One day. One day same tree. Same tree. Oh my God, I'm so Woo! Oh, holy shit! <laughs> Get a shot of these. Two farms this year. Number one is done. Did you say bye, Kevin? I did. I already did. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. Smoke it, buddy. Look at that. You destroyed it. The shop is closing up. Make sure he takes all his right hand. All right, guys, welcome to the Deer Shop Podcast, episode 28. As always, brought to you by Simon Brothers Outdoors and the Leaky Jumbo Company. Um, please leave a review, comment, uh, whatever app or service you're listening to this to. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, we have a good one this week. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, we are joining this shop by Chris Toth of Skyhound Drone Services. Um, Chris is a local here to us drone operator, um, thermal drone operator. Um, we got to see him in action this year during gun season. And uh, lots of topics we can talk about today. Drones are real big right now in the outdoor hunting industry and fire department use and all kinds. Of, there's there's a bunch of stuff that kind of tie in with us perfectly. So um, I'll let Chris introduce himself. Welcome to the, the deer shop. Thanks for having me. Said he, uh, Chris Toth is my name. I run Skyhound Drone Services. Uh, we're running the M30T thermal drone, which a lot of guys are using. Uh, we just do, obviously, deer recovery. Um, we look for lost pets and deer herd analysis and going to get into a little bit of the roofing stuff in the off season, maybe thermal roof inspection, stuff like that. But obviously the main thing is I like to do is deer recovery because yeah. I'm a hunter and it's fun to do. Yeah. It has, uh, it's really exploded here in the last couple of years, this, um, drone recovery thing. And we did try today to get a dog tracker on here too. We have another local uh, guy that's a dog tracker, but he was unable to join us, um, I think his kids were sick, and it's we're doing this on a Monday morning, so yeah. our schedule's in a little January. bit different. Yeah, yeah our schedules are a little bit different than most people's, but um, uh, Chris has a big advantage because he works for the FAA, Air Traffic Controller, Yeah. so he's uh, pretty well versed on the laws and the regulations and how all this works, and he deals with things in the air every single day. Yeah, certainly do. Um, do you think that gives you a, maybe like a slight advantage, or maybe, you know, obviously it's probably helpful a little bit for what we're doing or what you're doing here, you know? Um, you know, everyone has to go and take the same test. I had to study a little bit and I went and passed it. Uh, other guys have a little bit more trouble with it, but yeah, it did give me a slight advantage as far as that goes, but drone flying isn't honestly right. too difficult. It's, uh, you just, the thing will just hover there. You move it a couple hours and anybody can pretty much do this. Yeah. yeah I, this I tell people here. all the time, cause I've been flying this little drone for a while and I fly a big drone like this for work that you're not really flying the drone. Yeah. It's flying. You're just telling it where to go. Yeah, it's not like it's not like a helicopter. It's literally like a video game with joysticks. You just tell you're just telling it where to go. And you yeah. guys both have the same certification. Then you're yeah, I believe so. The yeah, part one hundred seven. Yeah. yeah. So that's the license you need to fly drones commercially. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to technically show any um, drone video in our you know YouTube stuff without Isaac doing that legally because of profits and some weird laws like that but. yeah and this never used to be a problem but there's a couple of people i watch on youtube that were big into the drones like a lot of the vloggers and travel video people like that and the ffa the faa never used to crack down but i guess like starting like two or three years ago they started sending out like cease and desist emails to these people that if they didn't have their 107 they were gonna shut them down and find them and blah 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 so it, it has been a big thing lately for all these youtubers to get their part 107 yeah and that was a big belief in the uh, drone recovery business. There's so many startups happening. Everyone's like, no, there's no way all these people yeah, will have think, these licenses. Yeah. And I actually yeah, made right. this, this yeah. list of people in there's Ohio. 37 on this list of yeah. guys. And honestly, I, I turned probably four away due to, like, they didn't want to submit the license to me. Okay. You know, there's a website you can look up on the FAA website if someone has their drone license or not. Sometimes they would pop up on, on there and sometimes not. Mine didn't come up on there, but I knew I had it, you know. But, yeah, there's like four four or five people that they just wouldn't send me the license. No. But so, so it was a lot less than I thought. You know, I was like, there's no way all these dudes took their 107. But, yeah, I mean, people so, are doing it. So there's – if you're a local person watching or listening, you know, like a Medina County Hunters type guy or someone local here um, in Ohio, I have a list that I run on that page and then I can get to people of all the dog trackers in the area. And it's like 40-some dog trackers yeah. in, in, in and around Ohio. And then I'll, I'll get the PDF copy of this or the – the, the word the word document of this and I'll I'll post this up so we'll always have the you know we'll have all the dr the drones and all the dogs available for anyone that's local and then wants to 
utilize these services but yeah there's more guys that i have in the queue to get added to the list it was getting just kind of crazy yeah you know like people were like text me every day like hey can i get on the list and i just updated it and then it's like sending new copies out yep. so i just decided it's like hey i'll yep. do it in the fall and then maybe after season like twice a year or something but yeah more I mean, people it, are going to be getting on it really blew up i mean this year i know it started last year you know the you know the the, the mike yoder i think his name's mike yoder yeah, right dear drone recovery, recovery. Okay. he's the guy that kind of got it onto social media with his viral reels and instagram clips and, and that was YouTube probably channel. like three years ago two or three because yeah. i remember we met him at one of the shows he does the he does the open season or the all seasons open expo in columbus and we've seen him there a few times and um he really got the ball rolling on this, and he made some pretty interesting videos off the rip where he was finding some really big deer and helping people, and it kind of took legs quickly because mm-hmm. I enjoy we've, – we've used dogs and drones now for deer tracking, and I enjoy the, the – um, uh, what you would call it, the just the you know man's best friend, you know, using a dog in the woods to help you. But in the back of my mind, as a bow hunter and, you know, property manager, I'm thinking, oh, there's eight of us in here following a dog around. Like, this yeah. property ain't going to be shit to hunt for three days now. You know, the drone eliminates a lot of that. Yeah. Like, instantly. It's very non-intrusive as opposed to, you know, running the dog through there. But the dogs have their benefits, too. If yeah. there's no heat to the deer, the right. drone ain't going to find it. Right, you know? right. You know, uh, a couple three, days. Three, four days later, I right. mean, a dog could still likely pick up that scent yep yep and it seems like the barrier of entry has kind of decreased a little bit with i think it was this drone that came out maybe two or three years ago because before that you had to have a mavic 30 or whatever that or a matrice 30 yeah. which yeah. is like a 30 forty thousand dollar drone yeah that was a twenty thousand dollar drone as that sits right now it's about nine grand yeah, you know, so the, the price is, a battery the set. price has gone down a it, lot. I have, so. yeah, okay. a couple of these guys I've talked to, I forget which one, but yeah, he paid twenty, like twenty over twenty thousand for that <laughs> setup right there. You know, a year ago. But talk about your services a little bit because it is like a, it is a business, so you are making money, or yeah, you, you know, you want to yeah, make money in the future. So when you when someone calls you, you come out with your drone and you start looking for their deer and you charge them charge them by the hour do you charge them by coming out yeah. there it's basically uh, i'll charge 300 bucks to come out okay and an extra 100 if i find the deer i haven't uh thought about raising my prices at all you know i feel like that's a pretty fair price point because sometimes i'll go out in a search and uh, that price is like you know i'll search for about three hours and after mm-hmm. that it might be x amount extra i haven't really quite figured that out yet but you kind of usually if three hours room as you go kind yeah, of yeah three hours is usually more than ample to search an area and if i'm you know at that point if i'm searching longer i'm moving positions to search other areas because i'm losing signal okay at that point you know at three hours in so that doesn't seem like an awful high cost for you know your fuel the cost of the drone the cost yeah. of your license your experience all that and yeah. it seems is that kind of on par with the dog i can't remember what we paid for the dog i think it's about similar about i think i think the dogs are all between like three four hundred dollars to have them come out um that's roughly the going rate for all this stuff around here. Yeah. The nice part about Chris is how how long of a drive was it? Ten minutes. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's close. To yeah, us. that makes it real nice. Like ten minutes yeah. down the street, if you need a guy. Um, and like I said, we've used like technically we haven't utilized you, but two people that we run in circles with have utilized you this year. Yeah. Um, you found well, actually, you didn't find the one deer, but he was alive. So the first one was in our Deer Camp Chronicles episode, yeah. uh, the home farm gun season one and it was a buck bird's nest that ended up getting taken by gavin we've already had all the we're actually watching it in the background here we've had it we, he was on the podcast to kind of talk about it um that was our first experience with it. you came out in some terrible weather yeah terrible weather in the it middle of night basically it was i mean i don't know middle night, but it was like eight nine 10 o'clock, o'clock ten o'clock at night yeah. um you came out and flew and you found a bunch of deer that night with the with the wind and everything i mean it was a blizzard and you're running your drone up in the air yeah. it was a little bit rough um the neighbor had shot at this buck and wounded him blood tree. He had found blood, but you know, had jumped it once from a bed. So he backed out. Uh, you came back the next day and did a, a very thorough search. Yeah. I wasn't there for that one. Cause I was getting ready to do some hunting and stuff, but you came back the next day, did a very thorough search and found a whole bunch of deer. Mm-hmm. Never found that buck, but he was alive somewhere. So who knows where he was on his yeah. feet at yeah. that point. So that buck ended up getting killed several months later. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, the chances are it could have been a different buck that was shot. And who yeah, knows? we don't know for sure. And either way, the buck that, even if it wasn't, you know, maybe we've, we've theorized that it's possibly a different deer that got shot. Cause we'll never know at this point. Yeah. And the buck that got, you know, when this buck that in question was ended up being killed, he didn't appear to have any wounds on him. But even if he wasn't the one that got injured, he still somehow evaded yeah. you know the drone search but 
I did find a deer back 300 yards from where he had jumped the yeah jumped the a, bu- a bedded buck. buck. Yeah, yeah. And he was there after you guys had left the night prior, and he was about 20 yards from there in the morning. So I couldn't see any wounds on him. Um, I don't know if it was coincidence, but right. there was a buck in the area hanging out that I'd found both days. Well, we got I don't have my watch, and we got what five days left, six days before the season ends, yeah, and then I'll be is... I'll be trekking, I'll be doing my shed hunting rounds, and I'll yeah I'll be able to thoroughly investigate that area probably. So. We'll see. Um, but then recently we were used, or we didn't, but someone in our group used you and you were able to find, did you find him pretty quickly? I guess I didn't get the full uh, details on how fast you found him. But. We found a buck initially. It was acting funny, acting like it was hurt. So I spent a good amount of time hovering over this thing, you know, trying to get different angles. Mm-hmm. Finally, the thing stands up. Uh, and you know, Matt ends up going over there and checking the bed. He's like, yeah, there's a little bit of blood here. And I was able, I was still on him with the drone and I could physically see his paw was swollen. Yeah. I was like, he looks like he's got a hurt paw. I don't know if that's going to be your deer or not. Right. I mean, that we're talking just little, you know, pin, pin, pinhole size yeah. pieces of blood. Yeah. Like and, a leg wound. Would, yeah. You would think a leg wound. Yeah. Would basically like. we determined his paw was swollen. There's no way it did that in eight, 10 hours since it was shot. So or that whatever. was basically so just an injured deer. In, another injured deer had a thorn in its hoof or something like that. But 10 minutes later, we had, ended up finding another buck and Matt's like, you know, that looks like the deer. Uh, we hover around him for a while. He eventually stands up, and then he's standing there for a minute, and then I just notice the snow just starts painting red. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, hey, he's we, bleeding really yeah, good. We saw some videos of that. Yeah. He was sending us Snapchats and stuff, and you see the deer stand up, and the blood just, like, spraying all over oh, the place. Oh, dude. Yeah, and that ended a, up being a rear leg wound? Yeah, the the crossbow limb had hit the the blind yeah. when the, it fired. The arrow went all crazy going out of the bow. Pulled it one side, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hit both the back legs with the blade, sliced it open. The joint, the one joint on the leg, rear leg, I can't remember which one. Almost the leg was getting ready to come off of there. It sliced the joint open oh, like wow. you're cutting one up in the shop. You know, it was just kind of hanging yeah, that, there. Yeah, the artery, it, in a human, it goes behind the knee. Yeah. It's the popliteal artery yeah. or something like that. Nerd. So that must have got sliced. <laughs> yeah. And that's why he was bleeding like He that. was spraying out of both legs. So whatever they hit, I mean, he had arterial slash venous bleeding on like both legs. Yeah. And he actually consulted two veterinarians and showed him the video. And he's like, hey, you know, is this deer going to live or not? Because we couldn't quite see the extent from, you know, the air. Yeah. It goes, I mean, we could see pretty good what was going on. But uh, the vet, one vet was like, yeah, that deer is not going to live without medical attention. The other one said, it's possible. But Yeah, I mean, we've, it's the weird, the, you know, when it comes to deer, leg wounds are all over the place. We... Every year we have two or three deer that have some kind of major leg wound. Some survive. We've had deer that have lost legs completely. We had a doe that was missing an entire leg, and she ran around this property for half a decade or more. We had another buck that was missing everything from the elbow down. He lived to be seven. Yeah, he got hit by a car or something. His leg was hanging for six months, finally fell off completely. Oh, my gosh. And then he was running around. We got six you know, more years of him after yeah. that. So we got. I missed him once. We got a bunch of sheds. Six from sheds him. on the shelf back here. That deer lived that long missing a leg. I just found a buck last couple of days ago shed hunting. The only visible wound he had was a completely destroyed back right leg. He was a, it was a dead. He was dead. It doesn't look like he had any other wounds on his body besides that busted up leg. So you know the infection must infection. have got him. We got another deer that's been wounded. The one we tracked with the dog that we were going to bring in here. He is still alive, but his legs about as big around as a cinder block right now. Yeah, it's like he's we have a doe big... on our farm with a big messed up leg. So like these leg wounds, some are fatal, some are not. Some cause weird rack genetics some don't like there's deer that are running around with messed up legs and they have you know two good sides so it's it's tough to say but regardless you went back a couple times yeah to look at that deer. over over a period of days you were going yeah. back and checking and still finding him yeah found him every day and then he ended up matt actually ended up having to take this deer eventually when it when it became eight when he was able to finally take him he, he did end up taking and putting his tag on him for the year wounded buck but um that deer lived at least what? It was three or four days after the initial shot. It was five. How much? How far did he travel? It seemed like he was staying in the same general area where he felt safe. Um, I don't know if you saw the video I posted, but there was coyotes in the area, which so, I was actually yeah, I didn't, surprised. I didn't see anything with and, the coyotes. And the yeah. coyotes never went after him. No, there was really? five of them over there, right off of. Just waiting. We'll do, yeah. Put a note. We'll do, edit out the, that edit out. out the road name. But <laughs> oh, sorry. About <laughs> no, that. you're no, That's you're fine. fine. But yeah, so like I, I've wondered about that too. You know, we've had, I mean, in our, you know, we've been, we've all been hunting a very long time. We've had deer that have leg problems. The, the one that I was talking about with the seven, the buck, 
that we had for seven years. I think he eventually succumbed to a coyote. He, he showed up in the summertime with some wounds on his backside. Mm-hmm. He was in velvet, bloody wounds on his backside, um, and there was lots of coyotes on camera around that area, and then he eventually disappeared. And we never actually found his carcass, which is kind of weird. But And it's so weird with the coyotes because sometimes they'll go after our wounded deer, sometimes they won't. And then sometimes you'll see them chasing around completely healthy deer. Right. We, we've had coyotes eat deer still alive after we've shot them. We had that yeah. West Virginia buck a few years ago. They got eaten alive after it got shot by coyotes. Within hours, they'd already eaten a quarter of this deer up, and we had just shot them, you know. And we're letting them lay for the track job. But then we've had other ones that have, we've had deer carcasses in the woods of the deer. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's weird, you know. It's almost like they're a fly on the wall sometimes. They, yep. see, they see this deer and they can tell, maybe you can tell it's wounded and they just follow it. You know, they get that scent of blood in the air. And that there's that like survivalist risk reward type, like, you know, <laughs> like, is it worth my time to try and kill this deer now? You know, yeah, or, mm-hmm. or should I just move on because there's food everywhere? Or should I wait a week and eat it after mm-hmm. it dies? I don't know if you guys saw the Ashland Flintlock buck I recovered. Um, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I know who. Uh, I know the gentleman that that uh, I've met him a few times. Yeah, um, Dakota Osborne. Yeah, yeah, I've met him a few times. Um, nice but in guy. In that video, the coyote, maybe a hundred yards away, he was sitting there stretching out on the ground like he's getting ready to go in there. I mean, there was he's preparing. He himself. had shot one yeah. deer, and there was another wounded deer in there that I found, and it was sitting there kicking and dying. It looked like it was shot in the neck. Yeah, and you know that coyote was maybe fifty yards from that doe that I had found. Wounded. We had. That just you know that brings up story time with Caleb like always. But <laughs> <laughs> last year when Ryan when Freeman shot his buck last year, he we only let that deer lay and it was it was early October maybe two yeah we let that deer lay two hours. We get there and when, right when we got to him, we're like oh man his guts are all pulled out like he'd been disemboweled and then like so we just start shining our lights around and there was three coyotes about a hundred yards away just <laughs> staring at us. We're in a bean field and they're just their eyes go above yeah. the beans they go down and then they pop up over here we had bumped them off their carcass and they're just waiting for us to leave you know yeah like a vulture in a yep. car so yep. I guess it just depends on the coyotes mood that day yeah because there's no shortage of food around here no no I mean there's no coyote start there's been there. four roadkill deer within sight of the door of the shop this yeah, year there's right? one right there no new yeah. one fourth one that's crazy you know there's and there's so there's unlimited food but um how many track jobs did you do this year um i'd have to get my logbook out i'd say it was i think it with matt it was probably 10 okay for deer and i probably recovered seven of them i think okay. there might have been three i couldn't find yeah including the one that close ended, to here yeah that ended up where i was kind of looking for the wrong deer yeah he's dead right <laughs> so, there yeah I see him yeah. on the table so no harm yeah. no foul on that yeah. one yeah yeah so that wasn't like a miss that was just uh the deer wasn't dead yeah yeah and he could and you guys i know that night or that next day you guys did a pretty good sized search yeah. and found a lot of deer but i mean i was there we from know 7 30 to noon i think it was we like know their ranges are so big that yeah. like it's very easy he could have slipped on the other side of you know this road or this river or this lake or whatever well yeah while we're talking about those recoveries of those 10 recoveries that you did or 10 tracks you did which deer went the furthest like what was the furthest you went from like the initial place of the shot um I th- honestly, I think all the ones I found were within 300 yards. Oh, really? So they were, they were pretty hit. fatal, pretty good yeah. shots. Yeah. Were there, you know, were these guys calling you because they were just wanted extra assurance or did they already look and couldn't find anything? Maybe not a very good blood trail. You know, 300 yards isn't very far. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Of um, some people were like, yeah, I don't want to risk pushing it. Um, like there was a guy I did in Wellington that they had wounded the buck. I don't even know if they tracked it very far before they called me. Mm-hmm. He knew I was around. He's like, you know what, let's just call him. And then I ended up going over there and finding it. It took me about half hour maybe, but I did locate it, and then it was still alive. He went there in the morning, and it, was, uh, it wasn't dead in the bed, but it was still there. Right. And he ended up putting a finishing shot on that because it was obviously dying. But that was one of the – probably the biggest buck I found this year. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that brings up. Um, I mean, we're gonna. There's a couple of different things I want. Well, to Well, just into. to go off of that, it, you always wonder. People say they track their deer for a mile. Are they tracking it for a mile because that's how far it ran, or is because they're constantly pushing, pushing it. it and pushing it and pushing yeah. it? Because obviously the drone doesn't do that because you're hovering it. Yeah, the last one I didn't find. I will say it was bumped twice out of a bed before they decided to call me. Which yeah, you're real. Kind of you're real in slack at that point. Yeah, like it's, it's. I searched. It's not good. He calculated. I searched eighteen hundred acres. Damn, land yeah. for that deer and i, I would was, assume he that's had, he, about the size of a deer's range on average he had me come out there. twice to do it yeah but yeah um i was like man i i if i don't think if i'm not feeling good about it i, I sometimes try to discourage people from doing it and they're basically like, i don't care yeah okay. i mean yeah you know? it's, and i was gonna get in that you know you're gonna these kind of interactions because our uh, one of the guys on our crew alex who's been on the 
podcast a couple times. He's really he he's been going back and forth on buying one of these since they were twenty eight thousand dollars, and obviously that was a major investment for him back then. But now, as these things get cheaper, he's been thinking, thinking, thinking. But you know, you see a list like this with thirty seven other operators on it. You know, yeah. a lot of people have much, had that idea. How yeah. much you know is it going to be able to pay itself off? Now I know. Speaking with Ben, uh, the dog tracker that we were supposed to have here today, I know like last year and the year before, I think he was doing 40 to 50 tracks a season. Now, I don't know how many he did this year and if his number is going down because yeah. of just how busy he is in life and or because now people are using drones. But, I mean, if you're going to do 40 or 50 tracks, it'll pay for itself pretty quick. Yeah. But uh, that's a lot of work. Drone guys I've talked to, pretty much every one of them, are like, yeah, I've been turning down work. And I was too. On You know, it seems like everyone, you know, shoots bucks are like, there's a good night of movement. Uh, that's when you get all the yeah, calls. You'll get 10 calls probably. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's like, you know, I ended up throwing, you know, tracks to people, other people right. that I knew or met making the mat. And I'm pretty sure it's pretty standard in this, in your guys's like uh, um, little subgroup here. The, the, like the drone, any drone operator you call will throw you to another one if you can. Yeah. Like it's like, helping each other out because. Yeah. That Ashton one came from Aerial View, which uh, he's somewhere around here. But he lives all the way in the northwestern part of the state. So a lady called area. him. Wow. From Ashland, yeah, and he's like, "Hey, you know, there's a guy a lot closer." Yeah, and so yeah, he he threw me uh, he threw me that track, and I was like, "Hey, you know, thanks, man." So that's well, always appreciated. It's pretty civil in the community. There's mm-hmm. a couple people that might not get along with others, but because the most part, only, it's a good community. There's only 37 people on the list. How many deer are killed in Ohio every year? 100,000, something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So just in our county, there's a couple thousand deer killed every year. And how many deer are lost that could have? Oh, yeah. that could I have mean, used a drone. Probably twice that number. I, not, I don't know exactly, but well, and that, we do hear a lot about deer being shot and not recovered. And this is something I want to talk about. Perfect segue for it, I guess. We know deep down inside that because, unfortunately, there's a lot of degenerates in hunting. We only hear about the bucks that get lost and yeah. shot. And like, has yeah. anyone called you for a doe yet? Yeah, that's good. Go so I, I like to hear that because everyone's always talking about. Well, I'll do anything I can. To be the best hunter, the most ethical hunter I can, until mm-hmm. it's, wow, I put a shot pretty far back on a doe, and I'm way back here in this thicket. I don't want to push do I all call my bucks the, out. Do I call the $400 drone operator? Yeah. I just not tell anyone and let it lay, because yeah. we you found you found dead does while we were doing it together. Yeah. I yeah. find dead deer in the woods every year shed hunting. I find a handful of deer yeah, You dead. guys found two dead does just near our property, right? right? And yeah, I've already found two dead bucks shed hunting this year. So, like, we know that a lot of guys aren't reporting that the you know they're not going on facebook and telling everyone ah oh, damn it wounded yeah. another doe tonight. i was walking so. back from my stand it took a 50 yard shot and he jumped the string <laughs> right. In the end. Yeah, right so you're yeah. only hearing about the bucks and you're probably either hearing only about first bucks killed by someone or the big ones you know yeah. some guy puts a marginal shot and, I, and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to put hunters down we're all in the same group but some guy puts a marginal shot on a hundred inch eight point are they calling for the drone, are they gonna they gonna look around with their flashlight and then go back to their truck yeah. and go home? You know what I mean? Like, that's, unfortunately, unfortunately, that, that a is lot. the reality. Because I find a lot of deer of that size dead in the woods every year. You know, it's very unfortunate. It's nice that you know, not to not to put your cost down, but eventually these with more and more and more, it's gonna be it'll be a few hundred bucks. You'll yeah. be able to guarantee whether your deer is alive or dead instantly. Yeah, it's worth it to me. It'd be worth it to yeah. us. You know, that brings us to another thing. There's different models of drone that are capable of doing this. You know, the one being ten thousand just for the drone. Then you got to get more batteries and all mm-hmm. that, be able to fly nonstop. And then there's another option on the list. I think it uses the same camera with the Mavic Three T. Uh, it's got the same thermal capabilities. It's not weather rated though. Right. So it's not gonna. You know. And that's People shouldn't I see, be flying them in rain right. and high winds because I mean the risk is just going to be a lot more to losing right. your drone. So, but yeah, we fly this same drone at work and we don't have a lot. Our drone team is relatively new, so we don't have a lot of experience, but talking to the DGI reps and everything, they say you can fly these literally in a thunderstorm up to 40 mile an hour winds pouring down rain. They say, if you need to go find somebody, go out there and fly it. Well, it's just, it's just like anything else, you know, like when these deer aren't, the tracking job for these deer isn't being lost on those perfectly crisp, nice days where there's a good yeah, blood exactly. trail. You know, like it, they're yeah. being lost because of snow, wind, rain, time of year. You know, all this stuff is a factor. So being able to fly it in that stuff is huge. Yeah. So your time, your time frame when people call you, do you want to be able to get there within six hours, four hours? Like yeah. if that deer dies right away, how long afterwards are you? They say if, it, if the deer dies, I've heard 48 hours after you can you pick can up the signature. Pick it up. Like that one I found close to here, it was the next day in the morning. So that deer had at least been dead 12 hours, and it was as bright, maybe even brighter, 
than the other deer around it because it's laying on its side, yeah. catching all the sun. Because you found that dead doe back there as well, and we don't know when that was shot. That could yeah, have been yeah. Shot it, it was opening day of gun season, so I'm assuming unless someone lost it archery hunting over yeah. the weekend, it was that morning someone yeah. shot it, or that evening. Monday you know? morning it could have been shot, or if it was before that. It makes you think, you know, we talk about, well, you can leave your deer overnight in the woods and still eat it you know how many times have we had to butcher deer or we butcher deer that were in the shop here even hanging in 40 degree weather that have been gutted that you know around the joints and stuff we had yeah. to get rid of because there was too much it didn't cool down right so mm-hmm. it's a good and a bad thing you know it's good for being able to find the deer it's bad for if it's sitting in the woods the meat might not be so hot but yeah but figure of speech but um have you had any like really bad interactions yet i know eventually you're gonna have you know when you have a business like yours you're going to have some guy that's going to MF you and not want to pay and just yeah. get pissed. Just on know? Facebook, really, the, the keyboard people. You know, yeah. <laughs> right. I've had people say, I'd there. never hire a drone to do that. And it's like, that's fine. There, you know? there are some guys that have a hard stance. I was going to get into it with the ethics and stuff. You know, there, there's, yeah. some, there's some YouTube groups out there. There's, there's some other guys that have this really hard stance that they're not going to utilize this type of technology, whether it assists them to ethically recover a deer or not for hunting, mm-hmm. which is – interesting to me but i mean it is a it is a stance that they want to take and that's fine um yeah, yeah this this will be one of the great debates going forward you have the yeah. baiting debate the crossbow debate and now we're going to have the drone debate yep yeah this, this will be, be debate this will be number three that we talk about deer drives used to be a big one that one's gone away deer drives was probably lumped in there too but now people just it seems like it's gaining some popularity again but yeah the drone thing is uh, it's a big social media push right now yeah. Pet people really like us. I have a flyer. I drop it in like lost pet groups and stuff. And last night a lady actually was like, Hey, you know, drones scare huskies. They're a prey driving breed or she, mm-hmm. yeah. I forget the terminology she used, but she's basically saying drones are no good to find huskies. And I have a friend for making this map. Mm-hmm. His name's uh, Zach Eastern Ohio. He's been doing nonstop dog searches. He was mm-hmm. hoping to do the deer thing, but he's making a killing right now searching for pets and he's really good at it. He did, one search for you know he volunteered to do it yeah found the dog the news came out so yep after yep. that aired he just exploded yeah, i mean people bug, are calling him from all publicity. over the state to come find his dog but you know this lady was sitting there telling me you know that's not good for finding huskies it scares them and then he sends i tell him about it he sends me a video of him finding a husky and it's sit there just staring well up. even you know in, the, in you know when you got the drone so what if it scares the dog? You know where yeah, it's at. Still find <laughs> it. Yeah, like okay, my dog is safe and it's in that block wanna, of woods. Let's go over there and start much, calling you know, on you know, Facebook. Like, this was, uh, you know, I dropped a flyer on somebody's missing three huskies in Medina. So I was just, you know, like dropping yep. it there, like, hey, if you need my help, feel free to call. And then she jumped on me, and then another lady's like, you don't care about animals. You trap with uh, leg traps and blah, blah. so I just oh, like, <laughs> I blocked I blocked both of them, and I'm yeah. you know I'm not entertaining that anymore. You know I'm just trying to help these people out. And, yeah, and that's that's definitely the way to go. It's all publicity is good publicity, right? <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't really matter. But yeah. and that's the problem with uh, doing the pet searches. You get those people that really love their pets. You're going to get some extreme animal lovers yeah. in there that don't agree with the, hunt- the yeah, whole hunting you, thing. You offer the hunting services. As yeah. Well, and, you know, it's when you offer both services, you know, I might be losing business, you know, for pet searches because they see that I'm a, mm-hmm. a hunter. But most people that own dogs hunt, you know, they yeah, use them yeah, for hunting. Very, yeah. So but it's not like I'm not too worried about it. You know, I'm right. not doing this for a living. I'm doing it. It's a lot of fun for one thing, but get a little extra cash on the side. It's kind of like me. it's kind of like us right here with yeah. this. You know, we're, yeah. we don't re- we don't rely on this for a living, so we can have as much fun with <laughs> yeah, it as we want. Exactly. And, and I was know. curious about that. You talk about scaring huskies and blah blah blah. What elevation are you flying this thing at when you're flying around? Is it different depending on the at terrain? At nighttime, uh, I try to stay around 250 because okay. that's where the spotlight, you know, it's. It's bright enough so to that's, see. So the spotlight that goes on there is bright enough to see on the ground. Yeah, from about 250, you could see clearly. Is that know. built into there or is that an extra? See that bracket on the top? Okay. That's where the spotlight mounts. It's over in the case. I could grab it I'll, if you want. No, but. I'll check that out afterwards. They When when he was searching for bird's nest, Alex and them were at his dad's playing poker with the, looking out the garage door this like. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was UFO flying. Huh? Yeah, right. They, yeah, they, but, knew what, they knew what was going on. They were they were hoping, that, you know, they were looking for updates. About, and they're like, man, yeah, they're still out there flying. Yeah, because I was curious about that. Because once. Once you do get up to about three, four hundred feet, yeah, you can't really hear it too loud anymore. It's, it's not loud at buzzing. all. Maybe the deer with the big old satellites on the side of their head can hear it. And, you know, I, we have noticed when you're doing B-roll filming, like especially mm-hmm. summer and springtime, like you fly over a herd of deer in the field and they all like look oh, up. Yeah, and, yeah. they're it, getting more flying. used to it though. Yeah. I think definitely the higher you are, the better off you are. And I think if you if you're like cruising towards them and then stop, the, the drone makes a loud like, yeah, yeah, noise. yeah, yeah. If you're like gentle about it. 
some deer don't even notice it and some deer lock right onto it if it's like windy out and they're in the woods they definitely don't hear it yeah that night that we were watching i remember there was when i was with you that there was that buck laying down he's just like looking all around and yeah and And he never looked up once when you are flying around are you grid searching are you flying manually are you setting a grid in the drone to just automatically fly or how are you doing Um, that i'm flying manually and i just start where they think they hit the deer i'll go and look at that area real quick if i don't find it i'll just start grid searching the whole block of woods i'll even look and you kind of go where you think maybe a deer would go yeah yeah just where they i mean if they're like hey i think he went this way i'll search over there for a bit and if that don't work out i'll just start grid searching the whole woods just like you'd take a group of guys out there to do do you prefer dog or do you prefer daylight or nighttime Uh, daylight yeah 100 the spotlight i mean i found deer at nighttime with the spotlight it's just harder yeah Yeah. Uh, the battery doesn't last as long because you're running a high-powered spotlight a little more weight on the drone but the daytime is where it's at for sure as long as if it's really sunny, it could be difficult, like to go out early, early in the morning before the sun comes out. So are you um, are you relying cloudy, on the the visuals or the thermal? Are you kind of using thermal. both? You're thermal using and then that. during daylight, it's easy just to flip over to the two hundred X camera. Oh, so, you, so you hit you hit a thermal like a you see something on the thermal, then you hit to the regular camera and you can tell what it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got you. So you use the thermal to find find, find the, the deer initially, and then flip over to the other camera and try to identify it. Has it opened your eyes to how many deer are around? Yeah, um, there's definitely a lot of deer. <laughs> yeah. I remember in when this we, area. that night we did it. It was just like three yeah. here, four there, five here, ten here. You know, it was they were all over the place. What has surprised me too is I haven't seen a whole lot of coyotes. Yeah, because um, I might have found coyotes like two times, and that was just recently on both those tracks where I've seen coyotes in the vicinity. But I've flown. I have to look at my log, but it's a lot of hours, a lot of miles. Yeah, but not a lot of coyotes. So, not yeah. I found one of them was behind my house. Just practice and one day i've seen a coyote back there we've noticed because we run extensive trail camera operation in this area i've had the same coyotes on camera three miles away because like the one summer we had a group of three coyotes that i was getting let's just say here on our farm and the one that was always in the lead of the, you know they, they kind of space out when they walk through the woods but the one that was in the lead of the pack would never use his right front leg that leg would never hit the ground i got trail cameras three miles away and that same group was coming through like you know, different weeks and stuff, me. but you know, they're, they're mo- so coyotes are moving. And I think we did some, we did a fax one one time. I think coyotes have a 20 square mile range or something like they, there's a lot of them, but they just <laughs> never stop. You know, it's not, they're not sedentary animals. They don't just hang out in an area. They're just, they're moving at all times. Yeah. But I was wondering if maybe they're denned up when I'm flying. They could that, be in a den or something. That but. is possible too. I mean, I know foxes. You know, around here, our foxes are always denned up. You know, they yeah. don't. We see the same fox. You can hunt a, a certain tree stand that's near a fox den. You'll see that fox every time. You know, yeah. they they're in and out all day long. They're yeah. definitely not hard to see as far as signature goes. I mean, they light up just like anything else. You yeah. know, I'm seeing squirrels from 400 feet yep. here. We were finding when we was, when we were with you, we were finding possums and raccoons just yeah. walking down trails and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Um, I want to get into when we when we get a chance here. I guess now would be a good time. I want to get into like the herd analysis stuff a little bit because. That is something that I know could be controversial with some guys. You know, there's there's a group of hunters that are all about having the, the recovery services. Like, wounded deer, yes, let's make sure we do our due diligence. But when you start getting into, well, I'm going to have you come out during, you know, right before the season and, you know, see where all my deer are bedding during the day and count my number of deer and then come out in the evening and see how many are out in the fields, that starts to cross some lines with people, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, and I, and I know I told you this when we were doing the track before, we had – you know, because we're involved with fire department and search and rescue here locally, all this stuff. We've had the sheriff's department do trainings in the evening. And when they go up in the evening, we're watching with their drones. And it's very similar to that one. I, I think the sheriff's department might even have the same. I don't know. They have a Matrice. So it's the older version of this, basically. A little bit bigger, right? Yeah. And they've had it for like 10 years or something. I think they have a, I think Jimmy said they actually have a couple more now. But, you know, they were able to fly up above our shop here and just, like without going above the people with their camera, they were zooming in on a campground, and you could see what kind of beer guys were drinking. And we'd <laughs> we go out in the field, and you'd see a batch yeah, of yeah, and they weren't even really through. flying around; they were just zooming the camera in from yeah, all the way right. around. So I think the herd analysis stuff is cool. Um, I'd probably I'll probably have you come out and do like a herd analysis on our property in September, say like two weeks before the season. You know, when they're we're all out feeding fields just for fun, see you know yeah. we, we could have some fun with it. You know, throw some business your way. But I know there's a lot of guys that have a problem with that, and especially doing it in season, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're going to have a, a guy come out and fly on Saturday morning, show you where all the deer are, and then hunt the whole weekend, where's the ethical line in that, you know? Yeah. Because the legal line is that it's fine. Once yeah. you leave, it's yeah, fine. So let's talk about the legality. I had a question here I wrote down, the legalities. So if some – so just 
we'll just talk uh, hypothetically. If you know that somebody's hunting a giant deer, like you know where they hunt and everything, there's no legality saying that you can't go park on the side of the road and fly that drone over their property and see what deer they're talking about and all that, right? That's yeah. completely legal according to the FAA and all that. You're opening a Pandora's I, box here with people. Yeah. That they're obviously, gonna, they're, like, the flash bulbs are going to start going off <laughs> in people's heads. Like, wait yeah. a minute, you're well, right. That's what I wanted. I wanted to bring up some controversial stuff, and that's going to be one of them. If you know where someone's hunting, you could just park on the side of the road, fly this thing up, find their big buck, find exactly where it is, and there's no legalities against that. And you can see how close to property that you can get permission to hunt would be or public mm-hmm. you know you'd be able to find out like oh well this deer's only half a mile from my and one this, farm like, this is going to go down the wormhole of what the odnr is going to do about this in the future yeah my gut tells me there's going to be some restrictions coming out but okay. you never know you said the odnr has a video out now yeah i saw it on uh one of the groups on okay. facebook which but, i yeah, didn't see yeah, we'll look, i'll look into that to find the link so we can put it in the description of this video but but yeah, I so my personal opinion, I think people are doing it, and I think they have it. Yeah. I think for the last couple of years, I think some big names, some big YouTube groups, some big TV hunters, all these guys countrywide, and especially here in Ohio because our our laws are so lenient, yeah. have been doing that. They 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 are acquiring knowledge of these bucks because they're going up in the evenings, you know, and, and and checking huge areas close to where they can hunt or where they know they can hunt or where they've heard rumors of where these bucks are, you know. I don't want to throw any crazy names out there. And I know it's kind of hard with flying drones in the city and stuff, but like, you know, Lee Ellis was seek one to be able to find that 215 inch buck in the, in the needle in the haystack in the city of Columbus and pinpoint the exact properties he's using and get the exact trails he's using in daylight. <laughs> I know that, you know, you can do the legwork and hunters can do that stuff, yeah. but he lives in Georgia. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's getting a lot of Intel and finding these deer perfectly every single time. And there's nothing that says it's illegal to fly a drone and find that buck yeah. and you know know exactly. Yeah, and go hunt him later. Three on. nights in a row, he's bed during the day in this lot. Yeah. Okay, so you know we're getting a pattern on this deer. I'm not saying that he's doing that. I have no evidence of anyone doing these guys. But if I can throw Chris a couple hundred bucks a week, he can find me every buck in Medina County now yeah. if we want to. And there's nothing stopping us. Like think <laughs> that, about that's that. the controversy. Yeah, right now. think about that. Like. Yeah. And it's simply because the ODNR hasn't had a chance to catch up to the technology. Yeah. He could, he, Chris could go park in a parking lot anywhere in this county and go find your buck. So if you think you're hiding a deer anywhere, <laughs> yeah. me and Chris can find it. Now. <laughs> Not yeah. saying, you know, we there's obviously a lot of ethics involved, and we we love the fair chase stuff. People yell at us because we don't leave this farm sometimes, you know. But uh, yeah, he, all, all that's caused me to draw up a terms of service that I have that just for the herds. So if I'm not looking for a wounded buck, it's on there. It's like, hey, if I'm out here doing herd survey, you're saying that you're not going to go out and pursue the deer that day. Yep. Like, I'm just trying to cover my own, you know, because I don't want to get in hot water with the DNR. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a lot of things. Thing I want to do a lot of things about hunting, too. It's all about your morals and ethics. Like, obviously, the, the game wardens have a really hard time catching somebody poaching. So the only thing that's keeping us yeah. from doing anything illegal is just our morals and ethics. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and the ability—it just the ability to find this stuff now is—it's wild. To me. I know you were talking about sequin. I forgot to tell you the other day. Probably shouldn't say this on the air, but I, I don't care. <laughs> you can since you edit this, you can decide whether. <laughs> well, or not. I could say it. I don't care. Yeah. I have an inside source somewhere <laughs> that I frequent that he has been here snooping. Yeah, I mean, not that, in our county, but a county. Close we to we, ours. we know that. Like like we've talked about it a little bit. Like we know the the gig is up because. Around our area, these 200-inch bucks are falling like mad, mm-hmm. and they're getting on the f- cover of, you know, North American yeah. Whitetail, and they're on Facebook, and they're on these groups. Like, it's no secret that there's these yeah. quality of deer Se- around. Seek one's been creeping. I believe that. So I make want, you guys wonder, without all the social media, how, how good if we see a difference in the quality of deer around here now, like, well, we have some just mutants walking around if this place didn't get so much popularity. It used to be that way. Yeah, it used to be. There's, oh, it's in my house. The, the shed's in my house. Freak Daddy's shed's in my house. But it used to be that way. When we were little kids, yeah. we would drive around our mom's van with the cameras out the windows and film 180-inch bucks mm-hmm. in bean fields all the time. <laughs> you know, and th- that doesn't yeah. exist now because there's 20 guys on that road doing yeah. the same thing now, you know. Yeah. And then and, the drones. And, and it social, just makes, me- social media may be to blame for that, but also just the popularity of hunting and yeah. all the deer that have been killed in Ohio over the past 10 years and technological advancements cell cameras yeah. automated feeders drones like all this crazy stuff it's funny because it's made hunting easier but it's become harder to kill big bucks i think yeah because there's, there's, there's less, less of, them. of them out there yeah because they're getting killed earlier or you know more people have access to them so it's a, it's a it's a more crowded pond and i think it's gotten harder to kill big bucks over the last couple of years you know it's that's my opinion on it especially in our area yeah um, I wanted to hit on the future. I know we've been talking about the ODNR and the rules, and we have, we have no idea the rules that are going to come down. 
but the future of DGI, because there has been some hot topics lately, and we've talked about this a lot at work, because DGI is being banned in some states and in the federal government because it's a Chinese-owned, and all these drones are made in China that people are worried about, mm-hmm. Chinese spying <clears throat> and stuff. Do you have any input on that, working for the FAA, knowing some of these things yeah, that I you mean, can share? As long as it's legal here, <laughs> in my opinion, they're still the best drones out there to use. They have been making some top tier drones for years and years and years. I mean, anyone that owns a drone, it's usually a DJI. Yeah. There's some other companies like Autel. There's a Japanese company. I would definitely entertain upgrading to a Japanese one if they can make one of similar quality mm-hmm. for sure. I like to. And the Autel, I think I flew the Autel at work, but it's quality. It's just nowhere. It's like, you know, it's like a it feels tin flimsy. can. Yeah. They yeah. Feel the, like the controller's a, like a tin yeah. can. It's just all. If you fly that shit. thing through a piece of fishing line, it'll snap in half. It's almost how yeah. it feels to me, you know. But yeah. those things are built like a tank. But yeah. people still break them. <laughs> I'm sure there will be an American company that starts making yeah. them. I would assume. But, you know, if it's if it's $9,000 coming from China with that kind of labor. Yeah. It would be 100000 here. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be exactly. expensive here to get exactly. that kind of technology. And, and and how much of it has to be made in America for it to become an American company? Yeah. We're still not making the cameras. We're still not, you know, supplying the plastics. So. Yeah, and that's it's like a car. So, yeah. Everything's made for them elsewhere. They're just assembled here, you. you know. That's the nicest thing I've ever owned. That I've that was made in China. That I've bought everything yeah, else. Yeah. I've been just, but that thing's been awesome. I gotta, you know, give it to them at least. That thing is top notch. Yeah. It's awesome. Some of the software stuff's a little weird. It's a it's yeah. like an Android type of system, but yeah. Other than that, I mean, I was surprised at how how good the drone is coming from where it did. So, yeah, and when you just feel this thing, how heavy. You, yeah, you, it's, it's kind of amazing that this thing. Jurassic flies. Park quote. Yeah. Is it heavy? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's expensive. Because it's probably what? like It's probably 15 pounds, I would guess. Um, yeah, it is actually 12 to 15, Something like somewhere that. in there. With and the spotlight, you... it might be like, yeah, right about 13. And it just buzzes around for 45 minutes on a battery? or About 30 minutes, okay. yeah. Yeah, you were swapping them out pretty rapidly. Not, yeah, not that rapid, wind. But yeah, but yeah, it's... You know, you'd fly 20 minutes and they have to yeah. come back and start beeping at you. You don't want to. You don't want that thing to go down in the woods randomly somewhere. Yeah. Like that would be. I've cut it close a couple of times where it <laughs> literally is just descending because it's like, yeah, I got to get to the ground and we've I've had crashed to land a few. it in undesirable spots. But I haven't crashed my little one. Knock on wood, but there has been some times and sometimes where I'm like flying over trees and nice and fast, and all of a sudden the video just cuts out. I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't know yeah. where it's at now. <laughs> it eventually comes back. Yeah. My Air 2S, I was practicing landing like a mile away with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the signal cut out, and I ended up finding it in the field right where I was trying to land it. But just having fun with a yeah, lot yeah. cheaper of a drone. I don't think I'd land that thing a mile away from where I was at, yeah, though. Someone snagged that from you. <laughs> well, Matt was, I remember, the, the big one was trout camp. Matt was taking a scenic backwards flying view of this river mm. and this was straight into a tree this was probably <laughs> like eight years ago i think it was an original mavic so it was like the first one yeah. so back then they were pretty expensive and he crashed it he was pretty pissed dylan had to climb up. it got stuck in the tree he hit mm. the tree and then it got stuck in the tree and dylan had to climb up a dead tree during trout camp and retrieve the drone yeah. but I could send you guys some photos later of uh, one of those sitting 60 foot in a tree. Oh, my. Um, I'd actually, there was a lady in Streetsboro lost her little dog. My buddy on the east east side of the state, yeah. he was out there like six, seven times. He tried to throw that job to me, and I was like, man, I'm too busy. He was somewhere up in, uh, I forget what county, but it was in Streetsboro. Yeah. But this lady, I mean, she had money, obviously, but she had him out six different times. She had, She's like, bring another pilot with you today. So he was calling people on the list. They came out. Uh, so this guy was uh, looking at a fox tent, so he descended real low. He hit the return to home button, and he was going through his photos, and the drone flew into a tree. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. 60 foot up there. Did they she were... ever find her dog? No. Because it thing, got it. They found, <laughs> they, he saw coyotes in the vicinity yeah, I mean, the one that... night, and he even told her, he's like, ma'am, he's like, this it doesn't a, look was good. Was it a smaller dog? Yeah. Yeah, done. Toast. Yeah, yeah so either yeah. got dog napped or got it. <laughs> Yeah, no one's she, stealing a small dog. She's, she spent about three grand plus oh. having yeah, those I mean, guys out. But yeah, I mean, but that's, if I lost if I lost Rody, my wife would spend every last penny we had trying to yeah, find her. Which is I nice mean, knowing I could call you to find her for yeah. me real quick if I need to. But I mean, each time he went out, and he's kind of like, you know, uh, I hate to say this, but I don't feel too good about it. And she's like, I don't care. Just yeah, keep, keep searching. Yeah, but you know, if if we just go with our gut, like if something tells us like hey it's probably not a good idea to start i'll tell people that like i'm not like that i'm not gonna just be like yeah give me your money you know right i like to help people when i feel like crap when i can't find your dog or your deer and i know like you know i talked to matt a bunch about this i know if he needs a drone guy again he's calling you like 100 you're getting a return you know you're getting a return referral and that's how it works yeah we we had you know i used you and then he was looking for a guy i recommended you to him and now he's going to use you no matter what like and then 
you know anyone else in our little group's probably gonna do the same. So yeah. it works out well. You were you were you were impressed by the family trophy. Right? Oh yeah, he got I to see it. he got oh, to, he got see, to the, see the barn. Yeah, he got to yeah. see the barn. Ooh. He's like, he, at first I don't think he knew how much we knew Matt. So he's kind of like, man, you ever you ever seen his room over there? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we go way back. <laughs> yeah, we've. Yeah. He took he's, me on some of our first real hunts, like when we were kids, high school. He's been busy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. His dad kills a lot of them too, but most of them are him and his boys. Yeah. And his dad's got a bunch on there. His brothers killed some. They got. That's the most impressive trophy room in this county. Yeah, they got hands down. They have bison and elk, and I don't know if they got a yeah. moose in there and stuff. They got all sorts of. I know there's a bunch stuff. of elk. Now. I've seen it. I saw another good one. I won't say who or where, but it's close to here, and it was pretty awesome too. Yeah. And just the amount of sheds. It's actually an outfitter. Not the one here, but that yeah, way. Boo. Boo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not Has he one. used you at all? Did he call you at all? Yeah, twice this year. Really? Yeah. On bucks? Uh, yeah, both of them. Did you find them? I found one of them. Yeah. <laughs> the other big? one is was the one big? I searched, 1,800 acres. Yeah, it was the biggest one I found. Ah, dang. Yeah. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk after <laughs> I'll send you guys some photos. Later. Yeah, we'll call You want to put them in the go. podcast, you can. Well, I, I am going to need some... Um, I'll, I'll put some of you, I already have some video, and I'll, I'll ask you for some video to put in the intro, you know, for yeah, the video for sure. so we can kind of show people. I like to do a little, like, minute-long intro. So. Mm-hmm. You could even take it out. And... I've been thinking, so I have, I have I a plan. I brought batteries for a reason. Yeah, I have a plan <laughs> that I don't, um, oh, I, ooh, you could really do something. I, I'm hunting today not far from here, but well, I'll keep you, <laughs> I'll keep you away from that area because I don't want to feel, yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm doing anything weird. But um, one of our plans this year was, you know, We've had problems in this area with people baiting turkeys during turkey season. We've gotten the game warden involved. We found feeders during turkey season. I don't like to, you know, we, there's a lot of things that we won't narc on. People doing this, people doing that. But, but when we're when, we love hunting wildlife properly, and we love doing it by the letter of the law. And I really enjoy turkey hunting. And we found, you know, the one time we found a turkey feeder literally ten feet off our property, and it was affecting our hunting. The turkeys were going over there in the morning. Well, the gobblers were yeah. all going. Well, over. Yeah, so we had no choice but to report we, these guys. We originally found that we were turkey hunting we in heard the morning, it. and we heard we heard the we heard the uh, feeder we go all off instantly, and the corn and we're like, you know, we're all excited. Gobblers coming in, we hear that, and it's just like, oh. And then we man. see the turkeys go straight to they, the They ran right to it. And then, then that guy admitted to already killing three gobblers over it. Like, it was a mess. I'm well, like, and a huge problem with that is we weren't allowed to hunt that side of the right. farm anymore because the game warden was involved and they found the feed. They told us that we couldn't hunt, even yeah. though we had nothing to do with it. It wasn't, it wasn't our bait. But we weren't and they, and they, the game wardens did. I will give them credit. Our game warden was not available, but there were game wardens that came in and took care of the problem for us. Everything went well. Good. But you know, when it comes to that, I, I, I'll let a lot slide here. Or there, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not Wyatt Earp getting everyone in trouble for everything they want to do. <laughs> yeah, but snitches get when, stitches. <laughs> yeah, but when you're when you're doing something like that and you're affecting our hunting in a illegal way, we're going to get you. So turkey hunting is one of those things where, like, we've talked about taking this Isaac's drone out. Right before season, because you're going to see a bait pile in the turkey woods when there's yeah. no leaves and muddy, disgusting. You'll find a bait pile in half a second. We've uh, talked about doing I've that. I've found ne- many bait piles with that. Right. We've yeah. talked about doing it. We've never done it and yet. The, those but, golden acorns glow from the sky. Yeah, even if there's nothing <laughs> left, the muddy <laughs> swath of where you know they're throwing down bird seed or something, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But Is that what they were feeding? Was bird seed? Or no, they had a corn feeder. Just They had a you know, $50 I'm surprised he passed up to it and wasn't like, hey, I'm it know, was within, taking pictures of deer. It was within 50 yards of his house. Yeah, he, it was just a residential And we had them backyard. dead to rights. We had video gobblers running over there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it was, it. yeah, there was no. I can't believe he admitted to killing turkeys over it, though. Well, you get, you get strong-armed <laughs> by the law. It's yeah, like, I guess. You know, yeah. we'll spend two years prosecuting you, or you can just admit to it right now, and we'll just get the tickets written. Yeah, here's yeah. a $200 fine. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. But, yeah, so during turkeys, it made me think, that story made me think of, yeah, we can have you come out in the in the evening. We'll find every roosted turkey on every farm we have. That's Where, where's thing the legality I'm not of that? A lot of you know, turkeys too. Um, so they're I found all a f- huge flock over near somewhere. Well, they're in, yeah. You want to see? <laughs> and them, I guarantee, you, I guarantee you, right now they're on my cell camera because that group of turkeys is just yeah. ridiculous. But that's the thing. Like, um, do they show up thermally very well or no? Yeah. They do. Yeah, they look like a bunch of raccoons in the tree. Yeah, do they look like that? Because that's them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they look like that. Yeah. So like during turkey season, I, you know. The turkeys spread out more, and it, they're kind of easier to find. They're not as flocked up like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you could put the drone up in the evening and tell me where they're roosting. Like I could yeah. find the turkeys on the roost and know where. It, and I wouldn't do that because I don't. I don't like that. But like, <laughs> it's it's possible. Yeah, the the wormhole with the drones is going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. And that's something I'm sure someone's listening to this that has never even thought about drones before. They're because they're, <laughs> there's like when I when I told Bob like, hey, let's call a drone or something, and he's like, wait, what? What's that? And then like <laughs> now here we are, but. Yeah. 
there's a lot of guys that are going to be listening that are going to be like, I didn't even think about any of this stuff. And I'm sure eventually. This is the shit we lay down and I didn't think about because. <laughs> yeah. Because we're just we're nerds. nerds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, think about, and I know there's probably some law enforcement guys listening and, you know, potentially some wildlife guys like, what are we going to do in the future to make this? Because I, I agree that he sh- that these guys should be able to help us find deer. That that we should do everything we can to find a wounded deer mm-hmm. legally and ethically. But, like, where does the line – Yeah. Where do you the, draw the, the line? The, la- the line has to be drawn somewhere. And like you said, you got extra batteries, so, like, we can go fly this for fun right after this. I'm hunting not very far from where we're sitting right now. And I don't – and there's certain – I don't want to know if he's going to be there or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. You could go fly and find him right now, and it would change the whole scope of tonight's hunt. But then it's like, man. I Owning like a drone kind of changes your attitude, too. It's like, do I want to go sit there tonight? It's like, well, maybe we should go find out if I want to sit there tonight. Yeah, that's the exact <laughs> right. thing it's that having, we talk about. It's an inner battle. And it's, having it's, that temptation. It's honestly kind of taking some of the fun out of hunting where it's like, it's like should well, I waste it's like, my time over there? It's blah, like blah, being blah. an alcoholic and having all this sit yeah, right next basically. to you. Like, if this isn't here, there's no chance you're drinking it. But if yeah. you're an alcoholic and you're sitting here looking over there like – well, anything yeah. I want at any time. It's the same thing where we live. If even when you start talking about public land, I know we haven't talked about public land at all. But we where we live, there's not much public land, and the public land that is here, it's pretty small pieces. You could fly it in ten minutes. Yeah, you could go fly that whole public land, see if there's any deer there. If there's not, obviously you're not going to go hunting. But yeah. that's I've, that's the crazy thing with these drones. And I've also seen a handful of hunters complaining that drones flying over them while they're trying to hunt. Yeah, I saw just going to bring on Facebook about that. So that was the Venari effect. It's another. I'm pretty sure you're probably talking about the Venari effect. They're another YouTube channel similar in size to us. That's they probably have a post hu- I saw. They have a huge anti-drone stance. They're 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 hunters. They're good old boys. I like their stuff. They're so, they're Ohio guys, so they're somewhat local. Um, they do a very good job with the filming. Uh, I know they're doing a lot of trapping and stuff right now. They all, we always go back and forth, you know, liking each other's Instagram stuff all the time. They have a very hardline anti-drone stance, and they brought it up on their stuff. And a couple years ago, it happened to me. This is before the big drone craze. So back before even these drones were around, it was probably 2017 Yeah, it was just the little drones, no thermal cameras, nothing like that. I was hunting, I think it was like the day after Thanksgiving, I was bow hunting. Maybe it was even Thanksgiving, I don't know. It was somewhere around Thanksgiving time. And, you know, I was hunting in, my, in, in a blind over food plot on our property, and zzz, a drone came into the food plot, flew around for like a minute, and then flew away. And I, I knew two people at that time that had drones. One was local, one's my, it was Spaniel and Alex. Both were local, both had drones. You know, hey, you guys fucking with me? Like, you know, texting them. They're like, nah, man, I'm at family dinner. No, man, I'm at work. And it's like, well, some asshole just flew a drone into our food plot, looked around and flew away. Like, fuck. Which is the crazy and we never thing. found out who it was. So somewhere around here, someone is scoping <laughs> and has been scoping our food plots for at least seven years now. And and it's perfectly legal. You didn't do anything wrong. And it's it might have been a Christmas present or so. maybe thanks, family getting together on Thanksgiving. Hey, we got this drone. Hey, let's uh, go fly around. Could have been as simple something. as that. Mm-hmm. Or... There was a hunter who thought maybe we were still in West Virginia. <laughs> like, yeah. let's go check out all Simon's food plots real quick, <laughs> flying around. Because that's so that's been in the back of my mind for a long time now. Like, I know that there's guys that have scoped our properties with a drone before. I watched it happen once. That's only the time that I saw it happen. It's happened. I'm sure it's happened after that. And that's happening to a lot of guys. You know, mm-hmm. it used to be, you know, look at look out look go out to Iowa. All these farms. You know, Lee and Tiffany, Bill Winky. The juries, they have all these farms now, and they're doing all this stuff. And Iowa is one of the states where it is legal, but Illinois, I think it's illegal for drones. Yeah. I'm not sure. But they, they could go fly and look at Mark Jury's yeah. farm, every inch of it. Yeah, and there's no laws against it. Nope. Because they're mind blowing, and you would know obviously know as an FFA, a whatever you are, that uh, <laughs> air all, traffic controller, air traffic controller, that's the word. <laughs> that airspace is all public as yeah. long as you're not in restricted airspace by an airport. Yeah. Yeah, if as long as you're not above 500 feet or flying within uh, airports airspace, you're good. And all it takes is nine thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and like I said, like these big outfits, that's nothing. They're yeah. spending that in a month in feed. Yeah. You know, so so shameless plug. If you are watching on YouTube or listening to us, comment your thoughts. Yeah, well, I, I would love to have some feedback. This would yeah. be a great one. For and it feedback. doesn't matter what it is. If it's positive, negative, just comment, and we'll we'll reach back out to you to see what our audience thinks about this. Yeah, we always I always try to reach out to every comment, even if it's a nasty one. I like the nasty ones. The nasty like, ones are the most. The nasty fun. ones are fun. My favorite one is, "Where are you at? What county are you in?" <laughs> like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, don't ask me that. But like, you know, give give us your opinion and. We'd love to hear about it. this. is This is a, a rising topic in the outdoor industry, and 
uh, we've said some things today that are going to get wheels spinning for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, wait, wait, you know, like, yeah. I never thought of that. Well, all I did was drop a flyer on a missing pet website, and I got attacked by two people yeah. <laughs> last right. night. Yeah. So if you are that passionate about it, feel free to attack us, and we'll comment back and <laughs> open a discussion. And if you're it. real nasty, I'll just send you Chris's way, yeah. <laughs> and he'll ban you. <laughs> yeah. He'll block you. Yeah. But you're running a YouTube channel now as well? Yeah. It's obviously not yeah. very big. I have two videos on there. But, yeah, I'm starting to record my content and just piece together the videos and put it on there just, cool. to, just to have. Cause and it's the same Skyhound Drone Services yep. on YouTube. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, check, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll check. We'll link that in the bottom description. Um, yeah, I mean, website, that's... Skyhounddrone.com. I'm just trying okay. to get everywhere. You know, yeah. Just get a little bit of uh, – yeah. just get yourself out there, you know. Yeah, cool. that's what you got to do. I went through all the stuff I had written down. Kill me, anything else? Yeah, I mean, the last thing I had written down was um, – you know, do you think they're being used under the table more often? Do people call you for dose? And we got to, and we ended up covering both those things during the conversation. Yeah. You know, my opinion is that they are being used more often, and just it's one of those like, like there's there's literally probably a guy out there that's large in the industry going shut the fuck up, fuck, <laughs> you know, blowing the and, and you know we have a small audience when it comes to the podcast right now, but eventually this is going to be a bigger topic covered by some bigger guys if it hasn't already a few times. I know it's kind of been dabbled, but I didn't find too much on a search on no. the hunting usage of drones and all that. So so while we got you on in your in air traffic controller, do you see any problems with drones on a daily basis? No. The football game got shut down yesterday, one of them. I saw that. Yeah, because someone was flying a drone too close. I'm all high altitude stuff. I'm not at an airport. I'm at, they, they call it a center or an ARTCC. Okay. Okay. So, so you're not really, you're not monitoring the planes coming in. You're kind of yep. controlling them. Up the towers there. will get them up. Okay. Off the ground, and then they'll climb, you know, tower zone to about 10,000 feet. That would be definitely more of a tower slash terminal problem, I would say, but I'm sure they do have issues with drones. Do you, do you know anybody that works a tower or something like that? Yeah, I, I do know plenty of Maybe controllers. Nick, Never really asked them if they had issues with drones. Maybe we'll get um, you on again. I did turn down one job. Uh, the guy literally shot, I asked him if he shot the deer off the runway at Akron Canton because he showed me where. And I'm it was like, like oh, right next door. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I was like, you can usually get permission to fly in there. I was like, but that's in the zero zone. You can't even fly there. I was yeah, like, I'm yeah. sorry. And then he, I was like, I would just give it some time. He ended up going in there and finding it. So it's like, man, I wish I would have just went and found it, but you can't break the law to do yeah. it. But yeah. yeah, the temptation can, to do things sometimes can be a little overwhelming, but you just got to use some common sense. Sometimes. It's overwhelming me right now because you yeah. have this thermal drone here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can go see yeah. if my buck is bad where I want him to be. Yeah. But, um, uh, the the I guess a, a good final ending conversation would be to light it up a little bit, have a little fun. When, when we when we were doing our pre roll talking, you said that there's been you guys have been seeing some unknown lights. Pilots have been seeing lights up in the sky. Yeah. We don't know what they are. So the UFOs are out there, guys. Keep yeah. your eyes open. Uh, is do you guys have anything in place for this big eclipse coming? Like, is there? Um, there's been briefings about it. Um, I know. I've I seen a know. lot of police briefings. You know. Yeah. Because my uncle is a police officer up in uh, Avon Lake. Okay. So they're expecting a lot of. Uh, I think Bob's there. son is a police officer in Avon Lake. Oh really? Yeah. So okay. he probably knows your uncle. Uh, apparently, yeah. the traffic in this area, like people traveling to this area, is supposed to be insane. Million. Yeah, they're thinking millions. over a million. And millions. Because they, they think the Cleveland, the sub Cleveland suburb area is like the mecca of where it's going to be able to be seen the best. Yeah. They. So, like, I know, and I can't be involved in it because I'll be on FMLA where my baby leave, so I'll, I'll be out at that time. But um, there's a big, like, we're bringing in, like, three extra trucks worth of people at work and running shifts and, like, extra Hopefully. manning for everyone because it's not so much they're worried about the people at all. It's just they're bringing a million people in. Every other city department's going to be busy as well. So every other fire department and police department is going to be very busy. So let's just say you do get a second alarm fire or a big gas spill or some bullshit happens, you're, we're gonna we're not going to be able to call very much mutual aid because they're going to be occupied with their mm-hmm. own shit, you know. So that kind of thing is why we're kind of looking into it. But, yeah, I didn't know if the FAA – I'm sure as it gets closer, you guys will have – because people are going to be flying drones that day. Yeah. You know, I know – I've noticed in the last couple of years – fireworks displays whenever like i go to like the you know the spencer fourth of july fireworks or the fireworks at medina county fair there's like 10 drones buzzing around the whole time People like trying to you're get not supposed cool to be footage. doing that but how are you gonna stop them you know yeah i don't know if i should say this or not but <laughs> i took my air 2s to the spencer festival and i flew it through the explosion was it pretty sweet i was ready for it to go down yeah it was awesome yeah i got the footage somewhere else yeah yeah we'll put that in the intro of the video because yeah my drone had burn marks on it oh yeah just we got for the spencer ones since we were doing fire detail we were like when when they were doing the the fire bombs from the ground, it was like burning our face. Like we were so close to that, they was it yeah. was hot on our face. Yeah. That was a pretty that was an awesome show. Like yeah. That show was Spencer awesome. always puts on a good. Yeah, kudos to Metal and you guys. Yeah, Cheek yeah. and all the guys yeah. involved with that. 
um, keep that going because fireworks are cool. Um, we're at about an hour. I think we're exactly an hour right now. So unless you guys have anything else, no, I'm. Uh, I think I'm pretty satisfied with it. That yeah. was a pretty good. Yeah, one. Thanks fun. for coming out. Yeah, thanks no for problem. sharing thanks all your knowledge information. I think we'll probably have you again because I'll come up with a million new questions. Well, yeah, I would like to revisit it in a year. You know, <laughs> yeah, like next sure. year after the season, like oh, I did 50 tracks or yeah. oh, it was about you know. I'm sure there's going to be some laws to contend with as oh, well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, herd survey might not be a thing, or definitely signing paperwork or having yeah. people do that saying they won't hunt it. You yeah. know. Cool. You never know what could happen. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. This is Deer Shot Podcast, and we are out. Out.